Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. this show every day by giving you a challenge to see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. And today I am thrilled for the opportunity to share with you someone and something that has done just that for me every single day for over three years now. Uh, They have been part of inspiring me, giving me perspective and insight, uh, and really making a difference. So I'm really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Trey McLaughlin. Uh, Trey McLaughlin and the Sounds of Zamar are just an extraordinary uh, music group. Uh, They're going to be performing down at Utah Valley University at the Norda Center for the Performing Arts this Saturday, May 14th at 7.30. Uh, Trey, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, for our listeners, I literally, I have, there there has not been a single day in the last three years during the whole pandemic that at some point during the day, I did not turn on you and the Sounds of Samar to give me a little inspiration <laughs> and, a, and a little insight. And that might be surprising to some of our listeners who might think my taste in music would be a little different than that. Uh, <laughs> but you are part of my world, and so I'm, I'm thrilled that you're coming to Utah. But for our listeners, give them a little bit of the backstory, your backstory uh, and that of Sounds of Zamar. Yeah, sure. Um, I am originally from Augusta, Georgia, so I was born and raised here. Always been a very musical child, very uh, melodramatic, as my mom used to say. She always used to say I was going to be a performer, but I was raised in church, so grew up as a gospel musician, singing and playing instruments in church, and went off to college thinking I was going to be an opera singer, and graduated with my degree, and decided that I didn't want to do it at all. So <laughs> continued to kind of allow myself to be inspired by all the different things that influenced me, but also wanted to use my gift to uplift people on a consistent basis. So I guess that's in a nutshell what ended up happening, uh, <laughs> uh, how we got here. Yeah, and uh, for uh, folks, your your videos have gone viral in such amazing way, millions and millions of views around the world, and uh, the harmonies are so rich. Your ability to... 
uh, it's one thing to be a great performer, uh, but to also be able to pull out of others their best, I think, is a really unique gift. And your ability with these intricate arrangements, this contemporary gospel music, uh, oh, tell us a little you. bit about the rest of your group and how you go about this in terms of bringing all of those voices together in such a powerful way. Yeah, definitely. I think I always started choirs wherever I was. So even in elementary, middle school, you know, I'd gather people up at the bleachers and teach them songs and stuff. So I think the Lord definitely created me to be a choir director of some type. But um, this group, Samar, actually started after I graduated from college. I was accepting engagements to go to different churches to sing or different events. And I'm kind of shy, so I don't want to go alone. So I take my friends with me because they all sing and teach, started teaching them some of my original arrangements. And it kind of became a thing. And we put it on YouTube and it kind of went from there. But um, the navigation of how I choose the members and who they are, like you couldn't audition to be in the mark. You'd have to kind of just be around because uh, beyond musical talent, it's also about the atmosphere. Yeah. So um, I don't think I'll be able to do a lot of what I can do harmonically with them without the right mindset between the group. And it doesn't matter what group, really, any yeah. group. If I can get them on one accord, I can give them a sound pretty decent. Oh, I love that's such an important leadership principle. I, I'm so glad you raised that because I, I think uh, you, you can have a, a group of great voices that can be absolutely awful. If yeah. they're not together. I, uh, I actually did an interview with Mac Wilberg, uh, who directs the, the Tabernacle Choir. Yeah. Uh, and he, he taught me an important leadership lesson, similar to what you've just shared, Trey. And, and he said the most important thing was for those performers, most of whom had been mm-hmm. soloists growing up, uh, they had to be mm-hmm. able to listen louder than they sing. And yeah. I said, well, wait a minute, listening if you want to be in a in a great choir, you got to be able to listen better than you sing. Listen better uh, than you sing. That's right. Yeah, but tell us about that culture that you've created there. This isn't about auditioning. This is about being around, becoming part of the culture and the story, uh, because there is such a power and such an obvious connection between the the members of the group. Yeah, definitely. I think we foster an environment where the goal of coming together to create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit or for God to really, really come into, I think we, that's more important to us to being at odds. Mm. So it's not that we get along all the time or everybody's on great, great terms. I think we just enjoy doing what we do together more than we enjoy um, bickering or being at odds with each other. And usually I'm very specific in who I ask to come be a part of this group for that very reason. Because again, like you said, it's not about the voices, it's about that attitude and I think it's a big part of why people feel what they feel when they watch our videos because it's genuine and it is a, a true connectivity that they're experiencing between us. Yeah, that connection is just amazing. And and uh, tell us a little bit of, of your journey, particularly through the pandemic. Uh, you've been an inspiration to millions around the world during that. How has that been for you and for the group as you've navigated that over the last several years? Yeah, I think initially it was tough as it was with most of us just navigating how to continue to connect in that way and um, also how to uplift people during a time when we also felt a lot of despair as well. 
I think that God made it very easy for us through our amazing church here that a lot of us are a part of. They kind of stepped up their technology game before the pandemic, which meant we had resources and access to resources that we probably would not have had otherwise that enabled us to be able to come together um, via technology, streaming services and all of those types of things. So that kind of helped a little bit, but also I think our determination to not to not be unsafe, but to also not live in fear. So we did everything we could to socially distance, but still try to have that connectivity. And God was very, very kind to us. We had not had any really bad situations or scares due to COVID. So. Uh, that's wonderful. If you're just joining us, we have Trey McLaughlin. Uh, he and uh, Sounds of Zamar will be performing this Saturday, May 14th, 730 at Utah Valley University at the Norda Center Center for Performing Arts. Uh, you don't want to miss this. If you want to have your soul stirred, if you want to be inspired, uh, this is music that is just, uh, as I said before, it's intricate, it's expressive, it's united, uh, and just such an important message for us. And, and Trey, before I let you go, uh, just tell us a little bit about what it means now, especially coming out of the pandemic, what does it mean uh, for you and for the sounds of Samar to be able to, to travel, to convene, to gather, uh, and to share both your message and your inspiring music? It means everything. Uh, we really enjoy uh, traveling to perform. I think it builds a camaraderie among your group, you know, shared experiences away from home. But uh, beyond that, just being able to touch the people and experience their uh, amazing energy and to have an opportunity to make somebody's life better, even if for a moment, I think is definitely something that we all look forward to and we love. So we couldn't be more excited about coming there. And I've never been to Utah, so... Hey. Well, I, well, awesome. We, we're going to convince you to stay and stick around just a little longer because uh, <laughs> we we need your energy. We we need your enthusiasm and your uh, your yeah. incredible gifts. And uh, as people come and experience this, uh, and again, I will post some things on our social feeds today to give people just a, a little taste uh, of this. But what what's the ultimate for you uh, when you have this kind of performance? What's the ultimate takeaway? We we always talk about it in terms of come and see you. People to come and see and come and hear, yeah. uh, but you also want them to go and tell. So after people come and experience you, your gifts and talents, the sounds of Samar, what do you hope they will go and tell after that performance? Well, first, I hope that they will come and come with open heart and mind because I think sometimes people on either spectrum of beliefs kind of expect a certain thing, and I think. I want people to come with an open heart to receive that uh, thing. Gospel doesn't always have to be with church robes and choirs and all that kind of stuff. So some people, I think, have an expectation of that when they come to see something that we're doing. Um, and it really is artistry as well as uplifting. But I want them to leave with an, uh, a lightened heart. I want them to leave feeling better than they left before. And I, I want the takeaway to be that you can be inspired and uplifted through any type of music. Oh. Love that. That's, uh, that is exactly what we try to do on this show every day is to give people a, a space to experience something that is different, um, and, and to stay curious, uh, cause this is, this is amazing yeah. stuff. 
So, uh, Trey, we will look forward. We will see you down there on uh, Saturday evening. Uh, my wife, Debbie, and I are not going to miss this. And uh, everyone yeah. can uh, check that out at Utah Valley University, the Nordic Center for the Performing Arts, Saturday, May 14th, 730. Uh, and I'm just telling you, uh, just as Trey said, go in open and embrace this. It is uh, inspiring, and it will change your day. I guarantee you. Uh, Trey McLaughlin yeah, and the man. Sounds of Samar, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Lesson from the Kentucky Derby. They're saying there's a chance. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.